Welcome to No Bad Dudes League. Uh, we have a champion. Um, he is the voice we're speaking. Uh, this will probably be the most obnoxious I will be about it. Uh, but I have won. Um, it has caused Ray so much shock that he couldn't be on the spot. Just kidding. Uh, he's got some work stuff going on. He might pop in later. If not, um, we're definitely going to make sure. We're also going to talk about this, the off-season pods. But we'll definitely make sure he's back for all those. Uh, but I am here with Henry, uh, the second-place finisher. Huh? What? First place in my mind. You know. You won, you won another league, drafting, right? Uh, I, I did win one out of seven. So... I mean, not not bad. Like I'll probably break even. I think when I'm done, like pounding up the money part of it. But uh, it, it, it's annoying, like watching Najee Harris go off right now and being like, "Yeah, like just do that week too. and then I don't need to trade all this stuff. But you know, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, I remember it was probably one of the first years that like podcasts became super popular for more niche stuff. I think it was 2012. Um, I think I went five for five in leagues, but like not everybody was into the podcast and there wasn't as many podcasts. Like it was like there was the ESPN one and maybe like NFL.com had one and that was about it. And that year I cleaned up, like I said, I think I went five for five, but I, you know, I think at this point it's, it's so hard to go win multiple championships. Cause again, I brought this up before. I think, there isn't like any hidden secrets anymore. It's just how how much time you're gonna put in and understanding your roster construction. That I think that's the only thing. And you can't always control that. Like if there aren't that many running backs at the end of the first round, then like you just have to you have to pick and choose. And now I, I saw like uh uh Matthew Berry's uh uh rankings for two thousand tw- uh, twenty four. And I think he has only one running back in the top eight picks. And that's not super flex either. So um, I would have, I don't know, we'll talk about this in a different podcast, but I thought I would say, I don't want this, but I would have put Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams in the top five for next year. I, I can't imagine other than health, any reason he wouldn't be a top five pick next year, but he wasn't, he got hurt. So I don't know. Uh, he's undersized. He's small. Um, I, I meant to leave with this, Eamon. Congratulations. Like winning winning this league, like coming from a former champion with the name on the trophy as it sits hidden away where you can't find it because, you know, I, I, I lost it. Lost it. Uh, I'll send it to you. Um, it, it, it's cross, hard. It, it's, it's, you know, like it, it's an active league. It's a busy league. There, I, It was more active this year than I think it's been in years past just with the early trading and stuff and you know, having to react differently from how it's been. So congratulations. Thank you. I, I do. I do think this was, this is the hardest league I've ever won. Um, I have played in like things through there were like in that year in 2012, when I went like five for five, I did play a $200 entry 16 team or, um, and I won that, but like, so that, that probably was technically harder because, like, you have to, like... I mean, 16 teams is, like, a lot. I'm I'm in a 16-team super flex, so, like, it's uh, it's only oh. a five-man... And five-man bench, like, only five-man bench. There's nothing out there on the waivers. You're literally picking up Randall Cobb and stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. 
16 is a gauntlet. So the, that might have been, that might have technically been harder, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think this year, it's also like one of those things where it's, it's not quite dynasty, but like you have to pick and choose when you're, when you're going for it. Um, you know, and even then, like if you load up on picks, it's, if you don't have the keeper set up, it, it's just not worth it. I mean, I, um, we'll get into this, but um, we're going to have like a keeper evaluation podcast somehow because uh, I like I want to trade Amon Ross St. Brown because I think he's really good. But then I look at like what Joe Burrow did for uh, Willie and like even before he got hurt, it was like, I don't know, like was that really worth a second round keeper? Even if he played like the way he like, even if he played great, like I don't know if that would be worth the second round keeper. That, that's that's kind of the like, I don't know. I think Amon Brown Ra will be a top three wide receiver for me next year, and if he's there by the time I drop draft at the top of the second round, um, it, that's an auto pick right there. Um. Okay. So, um, as I was saying, uh, oh yeah, let's do our normal stuff. Uh, what's on your mind, Henry? Uh, in, in the background right now, I have the uh, college football national championship game on, and I do not watch any college football throughout the year. Like, I don't, like, I, I barely got to watch, like, NFL this year. I, I texted you a lot. I was like, I'm at work. I'm not watching much. Um, something happened. I'd be like, oh, I just turned it on now. Um, so I definitely did not watch any college football. And um, I, I'm watching it because like, it's a championship game. And uh, I think that's what really, like, unifies people sometimes. It's... Uh, not so much at work today, but in years past, it's like people that like I don't really talk to are like, oh, like you watching the game tonight and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm rooting for Washington. I, I don't want the big bad Michigan. I don't even know Wolverines. Are they? I don't even know. That's yeah, how out of tune I am with uh, college football. All I know is that already there's like three teams that are interested in Jim Harbaugh, and I thought that like his contract had that he couldn't leave, but I think that was only for a year. After looking more into it, so um, yeah, I think every year. They basically give him an extension, but they have to tell him like, "Don't do this," because that came that did come up, and he didn't sign the newest extension. Um, I mean, it's interesting because this will be if Penex uh, Penex or however you pronounce his name has a good game. One of two things will happen: either he'll get drafted way too high, or the media will criticize everybody for. Um, for not uh, like all the teams that don't draft him, like the way they criticized, you know, two years ago when there was no, no first round QB, no second round QB. Is like, how do you pass on these guys? How do you pass on Malik Willis? And Malik Willis, if you gave a seventh round pick to the Titans, they would take it right now. Um, like I don't, I don't know about Penix, but like I know. Up until about he's two old. weeks ago, like these these quarterbacks coming out right now, like 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 Joe Burrow was like old for coming out. Like Joe Burrow is older than Sam Dart. Yeah, um, but like Penix is like old and going through all the COVID stuff. So like I I understand you know a lot of the hesitation with these guys because they got the extra year of eligibility. But I mean, if, if you're a team like he might be perfect for like if he fell into the third round somehow, like the Jets would just eat him up. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I imagine he'll get drafted. Like, he'll, be a, he'll be a first round keeper. But I, mean, I just remember, like two weeks ago, like, like the draft analysts were kind of like, 
there's two guys in the first round. Somebody else might sneak in somewhere. But like, you know, after that last game, everybody's like overhyped and everybody's like, oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. And it's like, yeah, he had a good game against a, you know, a college defense. Like that doesn't tell you everything um, as a, you know, yeah. Um, okay. I, uh, I don't, I didn't really think of too much, but I just, I just love this thing that we just got. Uh, like we're trying to eat healthier in the new year. And I, I'm sure you've seen like Facebook ads or whatever for it. It's like, it's just like little vegetable chopper. I was like, Oh, that looks so stupid. It looks so stupid. I was like, well, if we're going to do salads every day and we're going to be chopping up like cucumbers and green peppers and all that stuff, like, let's try it. And like, we just, we've used it a couple times now and it's like awesome. It's the most awesome thing in the world. Uh, every once in a while, just get yourself things that make life easier, especially. <clears throat> Sorry, I moved by this. Um, <laughs> let me get, take a sip. Hold on. <sighs> yeah. Every once in a while, get your stuff, yourself, something easier, even if like life's challenging, um, especially for stuff that isn't great. Um, hold on. Yeah. Sorry, my wife's texting me. The baby monitors in the room here. Uh, by the way, we're recording on Tuesday, or no, Monday, January eighth. Um, that'd be scared. I was like, "When is it Tuesday? Did I miss work?" Uh, I forget what I was. At. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, anything that's like challenging and hard, um. You know, make your life easier. Like we just had this baby, and like I got my, my wife kind of like, you know, they're not iPods, but like the typical like these free earbud things, because like she's gonna do a lot of breastfeeding, and you're not really supposed to like have like radios or whatever like going on, so she can like listen to an audio book or a podcast or watch a million episodes of The Office, uh, whatever her vibe is, um. But yeah, just like get stuff and make the stuff that's hard a little bit easier. Be be kind to yourself. Okay, cool. Um, I was hoping to do this while Ray was here, so maybe we'll do this twice and I'll cut it out from now. But we'll see. Uh, uh. So I I was thinking about the podcast, and I kind of want. I feel like we tried to do the, what I did with Brad. And even what I, we did with Brad, I did with Brad, I don't think was the best version that could have been. But by the time we had evolution stuff, whatever, other things happened. And um, also, like, the one upside is that at least the people on this podcast have been honest uh, on, like, multiple levels. But uh, I do kind of want to define our roles because I think I bring something to the podcast unique and Henry brings something to the podcast unique. We all know Ray definitely brings something to the podcast that's unique. Um, and I, I, I like, so here's kind of like what my thoughts are. I haven't talked to Henry about this yet, and I haven't talked to Ray, but I, I told them that I was going to have a thought. I think, uh, I don't want to say who the best manager is, but I don't think there's an argument uh, about who's been the most successful manager in this league, and that is Henry here. Um, I think Mike is probably a close second. Um, After like what far... Mike did this year, like, whew, that's going to be tough to follow up. I think Mike's I'm, had I'm one or be in the same situation. Mike's had one or two down years, and that's the only thing is that, like, even your down year, I don't think you were as bad as Mike that one year. 
Um, which is fine. Like I, I, I don't think Mike takes that personal. I think people I think, people have bad years all the time. Like I have home leagues where I just stink. I'm just like hmm, whatever. I miss. Yeah, and like, and I'm not saying that's like Mike might be the best manager. That's why I'm saying the most successful. Uh, so I think we should lean on his expertise, and I think we're gonna try to do. We'll see how it works in the off season. We're gonna try to do like topics, and then you know Henry can have his like he can pick out the topic, or I can suggest it, or you guys can suggest it, and it'll be like, you know, I think the next podcast will be great. It'll be top five storylines and things that you're interested, whether it's like unique players or, you know, uh, what happens after this coaching change or like things that you're looking for that will you know, somewhat affect our league, but also just general fantasy knowledge because I think you're a wealth of it and I, I think you have a unique way you're looking at this and you're, and you're very successful at it and I think that would be very insightful. Um, so I yeah. We, that. Thank you. Yeah, so each podcast for this season, I think like in this off season will be like, you'll have like, maybe you can do three or four or five, depending on what it is. And like me and Ray will each come up with one of our own, but it'll be mostly you driving that section. Um, obviously, as we're going to talk about later, or as we'll see later, I sometimes have some big picture stuff, um, whether it's like fantasy philosophy, like, like I, I've bemoaned about how, the receiving back has really disappeared, especially relative to fantasy. Like there's no, there's no Chris Thompson's anymore. There's no, um, who are some of the other ones? Uh, Shane Vereen's, uh, guys who literally could survive in fantasy off just receiving. Like, I don't think there's anybody like that really anymore. They, they need, I think teams have figured out like, it's not really success. You don't, the team doesn't succeed if you throw to your running back that much. Because even like Christian McCaffrey, there were so many games this year where he only had like one or two receptions. And you're like, that's the that's the guy who's like, other than maybe LaDainian Tomlinson, that's the best receiving back ever. Yeah, uh, I think I think Kamara and Brees were 1-2 this year in receiving. Yeah. And Kamara missed four games, three games. And did four. they even get over like 50 receptions or? Uh, Yeah. Well, Kamara of... had like 20 in the one game, 13. Oh, yeah. That was... Oh, we're going to talk about that team. Uh, I now want to look this up. Kamara. Um, so we'll do that, or like maybe I want to talk about like NFL stuff that's like big picture, like I said. Like, uh... oh, sleepers suck. Sleeper doesn't tally up all the final numbers at the end of the year sometimes, so it's like, what? So one like you just had one more line. They do so many things so well. It's like they just miss these things by one percent. And they had it last week too, and then like it's gone. Yeah. Oh no, that was week eighteen. Yeah. No, but oh, can no. you see the total for the year? Like if you go to game logs, you can't see the total for the year. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Like what? It's like one more line. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, I have fantasy points per game. Half yeah. PPR. So I have I have the app. I'm I'm just interested in how many receptions Alvin Kamara had. Uh, so we got to do some quick math here. I could do or that. Google will be faster. Yeah. Sixteen points. I mean, he had thirteen and then twelve, so that's twenty-five. Plus ten is thirty-five. Plus eight is forty-three. Plus seven is fifty. Plus 
one, six is 60, 68, 72, 74 for Alvin Kamara? Uh, ESPN says 75. Hmm. But, I mean, but, but yeah. I, I mean, one. one of the, um, you know, you know, he's the leader and, like, there's nobody who came close. Like, there's been, like, years where there was four or five got four or five running backs who got to 100 receptions. So I just think, I think it's like a, it's a thing getting phased out, which we have to associate. Um, whatever. There, there's a specialty back for that now. Yeah. But that that's, yeah. I mean, like, so that'd be something I would, I would bring up the big picture stuff. Uh, today's big picture thing will be Aaron Rodgers. Um, don't worry. I'm going to do it in a way that you'll have a time code. Um, there will be obscenities. Um, I'm, I'm bringing it all of it. I'm bringing all of it. Uh, I've been trying to hold back because I didn't think it was appropriate, but uh, I'm bringing all of it. There's going to be cursing. I will cut in. I will come back and cutting and tell you when you can start listening to the podcast again. Um, but yeah, so I kind of want to do that. There may be other stuff that I want to talk about and like have some free room with that. So that will be my responsibility for the podcast for that week. Um, and I think Ray likes Ray likes to be silly and fun and go at it. And I, I feel sometimes he we don't give him room to do it in the way he wants to. Um, so I want to like like I, I think, you know, historically, if you guys know him, he's spent a lot of time writing really funny reactions. And I think um, he doesn't necessarily have to prepare as much. Maybe if he just wants to come in and have his hot take about, you know, whatever, um, we will ban certain topics. Josh Allen, uh, concussions, um, Derek Carr, anything that's Tua, like Tua might Tua. be on his list. I don't know. He, he sent the list about Tua. I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you guys when you were both on, but I'll, I'll do it since it came on. I was gonna send you guys a text after the first quarter because I, I didn't get to watch that much football yesterday. But I was able to watch the Sunday game. I was going to text you guys uh, at the quarter. I'm like, hey, I, I don't know about this, but like Josh Allen doesn't feel like he's that good. And like to his arm feels a little weak and just like let you guys blow up uh, the, the text conversation. But I uh, I decided not to do them um, wisely, I think. Um, so, yeah, like I'll just let him we'll let him have his room to do it. He doesn't have to hopefully like he doesn't feel he has to spend a crazy amount of time writing his jokes like he did last time. It could just be more freewheeling and it'll give him opportunity to do what he wants to do. Um, you know, like I said, one of one of like uh some of the topics I'd like to do, like have Henry look into, and I'd also like to do a little bit is you know, biggest off season uh thing, uh or biggest off season uh story point to like follow um best teams for opportunity. Um, you know, obviously the Packers I suggested that in the preseason. I was half right, I guess. Uh, I was right on Jordan Love. I was off on Christian Watson. Um, Christian Watson's incomplete, though. Like, he just doesn't – he didn't stay healthy. And, like – Yeah, but that's one of my rules. Like, he, he has, like, soft tissue stuff. So, like, when Christian McCaffrey was getting hurt, it was like he broke his bone. He broke this. Like, it was never – so like, Christian, uh, Christian Watson's definitely, like, a red flag for me. Like it just like it's soft tissue, soft tissue, soft tissue every yeah. single week. That 
yeah, I mean, I, that's one of my rules, though, usually. And I just ignored it. I was like, I just, well, it was also like, in fairness, I've looked back at it several times. It's like, there wasn't a great pick after it for a while. Um, Like, it, I didn't pass up on like Hawkinson, or if I did pass up Hawkinson, it's because I had Darren Waller already. Like, I didn't pass up on anybody who dramatically changed the league uh, other than people who were way down further. Uh, like the next, I think 10 or 12 picks, there was no, maybe there was like a running back. And I was like, I already had McCaffrey, Walker and uh, Saquon. Um, but yeah, like just, just like topics and like draft classes and like, you know, wide receiver or players that will be interesting in fantasy next year. Um, Cause like Jordan Addison was probably the best fantasy wide receiver this year. And it kind of made sense, but it's also like his, his ceiling is so capped because he's the number two, um, you know, things like that. I, I like, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, it'll be more structured and I'll, I'll have a clearer uh, explanation and I'll write it, but um, we're also going to do it like once a month. Uh, let me, we're going to have to talk to Ray again, because I think he has uh, some stuff going on and I want to make sure he's available. Um, I have probably the most normal or most, predictable schedule uh henry has a lot of changes here and there um based on stuff and ray's just settling into this new thing so um so yeah the goal will be to always have all three of us and we'll be doing it like once a month i don't know if it'll be the first week second week or whatever the month but that's what we'll try to do um yeah so i don't know if you have any thoughts on that henry you can speak to it no, I mean, I'm usually free one day out of the week. Um, once a month works good for me now. Um, if we need to, if like something happens, I'm making like an emergency pod, you know, especially around like free agency and stuff like that. Like maybe one, that's the beginning of uh, middle of uh, March, right? Is when uh, yeah. It kicks up. It's usually like the first. So, like, if we need, so like we need to do like two then. Love, love emergency pods when someone comes on. Emergency pod! Yeah, we That's can maybe true. do those more too. Like, say, like Tua gets traded. Uh, we can hop on for like a half hour or whatever and talk about fantasy implications to the league. But you know, because Ray's team is the only fence. So, um, I mean, I don't know if we have to spend too much time talking about it. Uh, because like it's it feels so long ago, but um, you know, our matchup. You obviously had some players not. See, sorry, I hate that sleeper just like moves you on to the next season so quickly. Because like when it came on, it's like, do you want to renew your season? I was like, yes, and then I was like, oh, wiped out. <laughs> like that, like whole long explanation of what I did is gone. Now I have to scroll back and find uh, league history and go from there. Um, yeah, I I was down fifty after the first week. None of the big studs did anything. Stefan Diggs might be, you know, like for what like Najee Harris and Derek Carr did like in the playoff rounds of my draft picks, like Stefan Diggs was like ghost mode. Yeah. I mean like, have I, you heard like, any... I, I, I might as well have not had a first round pick. Well, early on he won you some games. Yeah. Though. Um have you heard any good analysis on this? Like is it because it like it correlates with the new offensive coordinator, 
right? Pretty much. Uh, a little bit of that. I mean, he's also like he was. He's an older wide receiver. He wasn't like young. Like I think we think of him as young, but like he's not young. Like thirty year old wide receivers do this stuff. I, I think he might have lost some of his like zip. Um, but yeah, it, it might just be the offensive coordinator because like, it definitely seems like they went to more of like a run heavy scheme with Josh Allen and even Gabe Davis like fell off a little bit. And like it's not like Dawson Knox and uh, Kincaid was tearing up. Like it, it was Shakir. I feel like who like had like the big play. So yeah, he had double digits every game going into was, week or going into week seven, ten. It was the last seven weeks that he fell off because they were six and six. Yeah. So yeah, he had double digits the first nine weeks of the season. Week ten, he gets four point nine. That's the Denver game. That's when uh, Ken Dorsey gets canned. Ken Dorsey gets canned. I mean, I, I, I'm just wondering if like there's like because people do do good. Like, you always have to be careful with this because, like, there's so many people who think they just start up a YouTube channel and they can properly analyze this stuff. But there are people who do good analysis. And I'm just wondering if anybody you've come across has said, like, no, this is definitely, a, like, an age thing or this is, like, like, I, I don't know. Like, is he going to be a bounce-back player next year? Even though he's wide receiver 10. But, like, is he somebody, like, Again, when I have like a sec early second round pick, like is that like gonna be somebody to target or I don't know. I don't know if there's any insight there, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have to see an off season because I know there was like rumors from like un uh, verified sources that there was some uh stuff between him and Allen, but then he came out at the beginning of the season fine, like you said, and like in the game, uh, after the game last night, he was like four more wins, like right up to Josh Allen. So I don't, yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Like where Gabe Davis goes, what they do with the uh, wide receiver corps up there in Buffalo. But um, yeah, it was really annoying for me watching like Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Derek Carr, who I kept on my bench, even though it didn't cost me. Um, in those weeks, like guys that like I believed in at the beginning of the draft, just like going off. Like, like, oh, I got it right for the playoffs, but I I had to get to the playoffs, which was the problem for me. But oh, your, your team just dominated. Your team was like you went out there, you did what you had to do the first week, and uh, it really like it it had me like I I don't know what to do. I I was gonna play Jerome four, but I was like. There's no upside there, and then he puts up 25, and then I think McLaurin put up like 20, but he was never going to start. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, my my team played well. Um, I probably aside from Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, I probably made the worst trade in the league, um, but again, I still. I was concerned that. Laurent was going to make it to the championship. And that was as much of like blocking him from getting Kelsey slash countering him putting Patrick Mahomes. Like, because if Patrick Mahomes would have had a great fantasy last month of the season, Kelsey would have been there. So, like, that was like that move was like specifically for that team that Laurent had. Um, he had a remarkable run. Um, he had. You know, I was, I was thinking that he had extra draft picks and he had the best stack in fantasy. He had the breakout player in CD Lamb. Um, 
you know, next year will be a little different. Um, I'll have some choices to make because I don't know, man. Like, I know, I know it's not the wise thing, but like, do you pass up on doing the DAC CD Lamb again? Because like, oh, he can't. He can't right now. He can if he did, gives that Patrick Mahomes. I have him one. having. I have him having a one and a seven right now. I'm looking at his team. A one and a seven. He has a he, one seven eight. Now he traded a lot towards the end of the season. That like. Oh, he doesn't have a pick for CD Lamb. Oh. Well, we'll have to talk with Ron. Um, because that is, ooh, that is a, you know, he the tra- one thing he traded, Ray does. He, he made a lot of small like trades that were like move some things like me, and like I think it went a little unnoticed because like he moved for Patrick Mahomes and and those guys, and just like all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, he's gonna have to. I mean, if I was him, I would flip the one for as many picks as I could get. Um, if you can get like a a three and a five and like a six for a first, um, or even I, I don't think anybody would do three, four, five for a first, but three, five, six that seems fair. Drop it around, especially if you have like the draft capital, like you just like sack picks. Yeah, I mean, if I have my normal picks, I would do three, four, five for a first because I think, you know, Barkley didn't fully pay out, but you know, having that, just having that position locked up, like with three guys that were pretty good. I mean, McCaffrey obviously, but like Walker and Barkley were, you know, they were so reliable. Like it's not, I don't know if reliable is the right way. It's like I didn't have to plan around them other than their injuries. Like it's like if they're healthy, I'm going. Like it's just go it's not like well what's the matchup is Jalen Warren since we're talking about Najee so much is Jalen Warren going to get more than 50% of the carries um like all that like Zach Sarbanay stuff around Ken Walker was nonsense the entire season um as I said he wasn't just a second round pick he was the fourth player drafted by the Seahawks so it wasn't the priority everybody wanted to make as their hot take um yeah I mean the Jordan Love thing I hit, I think, in my head, and this is one of the topics we'll do, is uh, you can maybe do your top 10 uh, tradable keepers um, or trade-worthy keepers. Because um, I think I think I have several. Um, I think now with A-Chain, I think you're probably locked into Andrews, A-Chain, and... Josh Allen. I don't know if that's too presumptuous, but I'm guessing. Although I, I did just rename my team. What was oh McBr- like a I, player on like I, I came second fiddle this year, so like uh, you know bridesmaid, never the bride. But so who's who would you pass on to keep McBride? I don't know. I don't know. I, we, I, again, McBride. Like we need to see the around where he's gonna go because we'll probably get a feel of like some of these like uh, waiver pickups and where they're gonna go, like somewhere towards. June, July, you know, um, that's where they're going in drafts. But um, a, a tradable asset could definitely be Mark Andrews in the in the ninth, right? Tenth, yeah, somewhere I mean, around there. So, and someone who's lacking draft capital. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just going into that. Like, I think Jordan Love, as of this time, is the favorite for my third keeper slot with 
Jalen Hurts, who's fully untouchable at this point, um, he's staying. Ken Walker, just because he's a running back, is the number two. And then Jordan Love is number three, which originally was going to be Kyler. But, I mean, Jordan Love has done this without a healthy Christian Watson. With like, two rookie wide receivers. Like, something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do. And I'm sure he'll get into it. But. Um, And Romeo Dobbs, who's a fifth-round, second-year wide receiver. Like, there's no studs. Um, So if you throw in, like, I don't know, let's say four or five long touchdowns on the totals for this season, like Jordan Love might be the number one QB. Like he's, he's five already, but like if you could put a healthy, like not even every week, but if you can just get like those mid career Deshaun Watson seasons where not Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson seasons where he has like 45 catches, but like 800 yards. Um, You put that on this team with those six or seven touchdowns, like, Jordan Love could be really, you know, valuable. But yeah, I, I look at my team and like St. Brown should be a kept and Chris Olave should be kept and um, Kyler should be kept. So like, obviously Kyler should be kept on, at all costs. Like, I think that's going to be. But if somebody loves Jordan Love that much more than Kyler, like if they want to start talking about like first round picks, um, I Jordan Love can be had for a first round pick, I would say. First round pick plus, but yeah. Um, I mean, what did, what, what did Hertz? Hertz went for a couple of, like, I think. I, I gave I, I, Mike I, I think a, a second her, and I think a third. Hertz, but, they, but they were swaps. They were like swaps from, because you knew you were going to have the back end. So I, I gave, like, yeah. I, I, I think that's a good model for one of these QBs is like a, a Hertz style deal because Hertz still, Always had more. He was always the better fantasy quarterback with the rushing and had the better keeper value. So I think if you could do something like that for one of those guys, that would be um, that that would be an absolute win. Yeah, I mean, this is also this was like this was hurts at a low point though. Like I, I think that's the difference. Is like I don't hurts was. Hey, the, the Eagles might replace him. Like they might trade for somebody because this was around draft time. Like I started with talking with Mike around draft time and like the Eagles didn't take anybody in draft, but they still might trade for another starter. So I was trading low with the assumption that if they p- give up on Hertz after this year, it's like, well, I got a great running quarterback and that's worth this pick. Like I, I think Jordan Love. I mean, he may fall apart next year, but there's no reason to believe he can't be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy for the next five or six years, and you can keep him for that. And Kyler will also probably be a top 10 quarterback, um, especially, I, I don't know what the draft order is, I didn't look, but if they do get like Marvin Harrison or another stud wide receiver in the with their first round pick, like, you know, he's, he's going to put his numbers back up because he's still putting up numbers with like one of the worst receiving cores in the league. J- uh, James Connors is number one wide receiver. <laughs> James Connors and Trent McBride. That guy, I mean, that guy will, I mean, I, I haven't watched one in forever, but that guy will have a great uh, football life. Uh, <clears throat> knowing like Arizona his history. has four. Yeah, they have four? Yeah, so they're probably going to miss on Marvin Harrison. I mean, it depends. Like, I think Carolina and Washington. 
go QB. So uh, Bears and Washington go QB. Yeah, the first first two picks will go QB. Um, so if New England drafts a wide receiver with no one to throw it to him, you know they can just follow the Jets model. Well, I my my uninformed guess is they probably are the ones who trade with the Bears after they bring in a new coach. That's I know nobody's talked about that, but I would put that as the like sneaky favorite to get Ben Johnson. Cause because you know that that owner doesn't turn stuff over. Like if you're successful, it's gonna work out. So if Ben Johnson goes in there and he likes Drake May or Caleb Williams, he can probably tell the owner, like, let's trade this pick and go get our guy. Um I think it's that or or the Chargers for Ben Johnson. He's the, for anybody who doesn't know, he's the hot shot uh, offensive coordinator from Detroit. Uh, he supposedly got offered almost $20 million last year to go to the Panthers, but he said no. Um, so this year he's supposedly going to get offered over $20 million to go to the Panthers, and I'm going to guess he's going to say no because we're going to get into <laughs> that too. So far there's only been a couple fired. Um, and I, I bet they'll be more fired, um, especially after this first weekend. I think there's a couple teams that if they lose, they might move on to uh, a different coach, depending on how depending on how they lose. And like, you know, someone like Mike Tomlin might just be done with Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. So sorry, what were you saying? Oh uh, yeah, and then there might be a couple coaches that aren't like returning. So like you know, like Antonio Pierce is like a hot name. I saw Wink, you know, like the whole Wink Martindale stuff today, and Giants fans are like, oh, let's bring back Antonio Pierce. It's like he was a successful head coach this year. Like I don't, you know, what yeah. he did with the Raiders was good, and, and the players love him. So if he doesn't go back to um, the Raiders, I, I think it's going to be a big mistake for them. Like. Players liked him, players that they have right now. Uh, you know, it could be a whole uh, Ray Bassanya, Bassanyets thing again. Like, but, you know, I'm sure they'll see Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how I. I remember I had a thought about the Antonio Pierce thing this weekend, but um, I don't remember what it was. You know, I. I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they definitely play hard for him, but there was also like somewhat embarrassing games during his tenure too. Like they played hard, but they also looked really bad at times. Um, and some of that's just turning your you know coaches over so much in a short pan- span, so you end up with Aiden O'Connell as your QB um, when maybe if you would have had a longer tenured head coach. You would have gave up on Derek Carr earlier and would have been in position to get a different QB and going to be in these these, these terrible situations. Um, but that being said, I like Antonio Pierce. He was a great giant. I, I appreciate him. Um, oh yeah, that that was one of those things. I I didn't watch the Christmas Day game between the Raiders and the Chiefs, so I just kind of saw the results. I didn't realize that the the Raiders scored two defensive touchdowns. Um, two field goals is, is rough to, yeah. Um, whatever. We'll, we'll get into that. But 
the commanders having the number two pick is very interesting. Um, because I bet there's a somewhat decent conversation about in that building because there's a new manager or new owner. And if they have a preference in QB, what would they be willing to flip to the Bears to move up one spot? And then the Bears can basically get the same haul um, moving down further after that. I mean, you could probably do that twice in a row with New England, mm-hmm. and then, and then you roll out with Marvin Harrison. You know, if you believe in Justin Fields, which, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you What do you think, of Justin Fields? We we'll try to make this not too long, but this podcast. But like, there's just so many things to talk about. What would you do with Justin Fields? If there's an overwhelming package to trade for him, I'd trade him because the rookie QB contract is obviously the most valuable thing in football. But you also like look at like rookie QBs who are winning and like, yeah, like Patrick Mahomes won, but th- there was a system in place already. Like Andy Reid was there. They had the whole system. They had Tyreek Hill, like they have Andy Reid's running back situations going on there. And then, like, Carson Wentz, you know, on the rookie deal, kind of won. Like, but again, there was sort of, like, almost a system. Well, Chip Kelly was there before. But, um, you know, like, there's no system in Chicago right now. They keep changing over. They change head coaches more than almost anybody in the league right now. So, um, I, I would keep Justin Fields. I would draft Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. any way possible, even if, like, what you just suggested, moving down twice. Uh, because I think the commanders are going to have Caleb Williams, um, hometown guy for them. I, I just think that that'll get the fan base rejuvenated again. Uh, but I would, I, I've looked at some of Justin Fields' numbers and I forget who they were comparing him to, but like the outside numbers are like right there with other passing quarterbacks. Let's say that he doesn't pass. Like he has DJ Moore, he read Marvin Harrison Jr. They traded for um, Sweat, right? Like, yeah. Montez, yeah. So, like, they, they have pieces there. Cole Komet's a fine tight end for football purposes, um, you know, boomer bust fantasy-wise. I, I, I would ride Justin Fields out right now, and he's still he's still on the rookie deal right now. So that that's the big thing. He has uh, – they pick up the fifth-year option, right? So it'll be two more years on, like, a cheap contract, and then, and then you decide what you want to do. I think looking at this, kind of like this is actually like the Dolphins, but um, I just want to make sure I'm accurate before I say it. The Bears beat one team with a winning record. And I'm not saying that that's the only thing, but I think I, I, I know everybody wants to say like they won a lot of games down the stretch. I don't think they were winning on offense. Um, just based on as you watch those games. And I think there's still injury stuff. I think if he is a great leader in that organization and all the guys are rallying behind him, great. I think if you have any questions about that at this point, you have to move off him because at the end of this season, you're going to have to start paying him $45 million a year. And like, that's crazy. Um, so, like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't know what type of person he is. Um, I just I think he gets he gets hit a lot. He gets injured a lot. Um, and I'd be I'd be concerned. He got hurt this weekend, right? They they brought in Nathan Peterman because like he got hurt. I think uh, they just took him out to protect him. No, no, that no, they were trying to win the game. <laughs> no, I, I was that was one of the games I was watching. That was not a Justin Fields pr- protection thing. And they weren't. They only put Peterman in because uh, that Badgett guy was sick this week. Like he just he takes too many hits. He holds onto the ball still too long. That may improve, but um, I don't know, man. Like I, I would be but very. I know, nervous. I know he was in the game at the end because I, I do remember now. I remember his head being down, like walking off the field. Um, walking off again. Um, but yeah. I mean, we we also know like from the limited stuff from Caleb Williams that like he doesn't seem really like, like he again with the whole like crying thing like I, I would cry with my mother too like but I don't know like there's things about like him not being around his team teammates and his teammates not liking him it's sort of like the draft day thing with uh that movie where, like no one went to his birthday party yeah I, I I'm not saying uh, those other guys are better I. I'm just saying if I was in this position, like I could, I can only look at what is the information available. Basically what's going to happen no matter what is after next season, you you'll have to completely, if you keep, if you don't draft a QB, you're going to have to completely restart your entire organization after the end of next season in some form, whether it's, Hey, we now have a $45 million quarterback who's taking up 25% of the cap. So we have to start, looking at structuring contracts around that, or we don't have the guy and we have to find a new guy. Um, Nathan just... Peterman didn't take a snap. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard or he, he didn't attempt to pass. Okay. Maybe yeah. he took a snap, but he didn't attempt to pass. I, I bet he, I, I bet Justin Fields went into the medical tent. Cause I, I heard them talk about, it. that's how I know Tyler Badgett. Cause I was, I think I was probably rolling around with my kid on the phone or uh, on the floor, and then I had my earbud listening to uh, the Packers game. Um, so that's where I heard it. Um, yeah, so those are things we'll talk about. Um, you know, I'm really hoping there's a world where the Cardinals end up with Marvin Harrison. Um, who knows how that goes? I mean, if this PNX guy, do you know how to pronounce his name? Uh, I thought it was Michael Penix. Penix. If this Penix guy has a big enough game, maybe people get like hot and bothered the way they did for uh, Trey Lance. It's not and... looking good right now. Oh, no. Okay. no. The so... the Washington is not in the same Marvel universe as Michigan right now. I mean, I would, if I was the Giants as a Giants fan, I would see if I could slide up to that number three pick and... Uh... Bringing Marvin Harrison because I, I I I just you know something do... they had number three. Oh no, they I... traded last year's third, right? For Darren Waller. No, they traded the pick they got for Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. So they basically traded Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller, which is like so Kadarius Tony. As Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like it's it that's as equal as equal can be. Uh, they've both done nothing. Um, I don't know who the Chiefs took with that th- third round pick or whatever, but 
Um, okay. Well, let's do some NFL news. Um, so yeah, just quickly, some of the head coaches fired all the, the standard ones, but today Arthur Smith got fired, um, and Dennis Allen got fired. Dennis Allen didn't get fired. No, sorry, he should have been fired. Ah, uh, Dennis <laughs> Allen didn't get fired. Um, he won a couple games at the end of the year, so like, oh yeah, he's great against bad teams. It's so. I'm telling you, I, I sent you guys a picture. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, the like beat reporter who I always bring up, Nick Underhill, um, for the Saints, uh, posted like a thirty-five dollar field level ticket, and he's like, "This has never happened in my lifetime." Um, I am so surprised that the ownership is unaware of like the like malaise that has fallen over the Saints. Um, this this last year or two, and I'm surprised they brought Dennis Allen back. I'm I'm assuming this is like, hey, you got to get rid of Pete Carmichael conversation too. But um, if they roll back everything the same, I I think it's gonna be rough. Um, but we can also talk about that thing that happened. Uh, the Jameis handoff to Jamal Williams for a touchdown. Um, that is awful and wrong and like fucked up on every level. So apparently the story is Jameis went to the coach and said, they want to get Jamal Williams a touchdown. And he said, no, what I didn't realize was, cause I didn't, again, I was, I wasn't really watching all these games this weekend. Like it was 48 17 at this point or whatever. It was like it was already out of hand. So I thought Jameis was already in there. I didn't realize they put Jameis in just to take a knee. Which apparently they've done a couple times this year where they sent him in for either like the last series and then have them take a knee. Like Derek Carr doesn't take a knee or some some weird thing. Uh, I don't know if he's just, I don't know. It's it's they, a weird they, they detail. Got, they got to protect a forty million dollar man, I guess. So, yeah. It's a weird little detail when you think about what happens because basically they go rogue. They go into take a knee position. Also, this is gonna this is gonna be an off season topic too. I'll get into it. But so they take the knee position. I was listening on my phone again. We were out a walk with my son, and like I changed over to that game, and this is Tyron Matthew makes an interception, runs it down to the one-yard line. They're supposed to just take a knee because there's like a minute left and there's no timeouts. Um, so they do the thing. They hand it off to Jamal Williams in the take-a-knee position, and he scores, which is kind of like a – that is as Bush League as – Bush League as can be. Um, Tiki Barber, and I'm just going to reference this. So Tiki Barber said – because they, they showed the coaches having their exchange of like, what the F were you doing? And Tiki's like, it's the NFL, man. You you should stop them. And it's like, I don't think people want to watch this league start to have players go full contact on teams taking knees. Because guess what? Players are going to get hurt. Like, there's no need for that. Um, speaking of 
I think T sorry, Tiki phrased it this way. Take it if you want it. Like so like it's the NFL. You get to take what you want. And then he said, so you it's on you to stop him. And I just want to remind everybody, Tiki Barber had a pregnant wife uh, when he was working at NBC, and he apparently knocked up an intern. Um, so he really likes the whole take it if you want it uh, cliche. And I, he was banned from like big media for like almost 10 years because of that story. And he's finally worked his way back into it. And uh, his character is shown. He's the only giant in my lifetime who they don't really bring around. They bring Lawrence Taylor around. He raped a person. Like, it is, he must be the hardest person to deal with. Uh, Because, like, I mean, the Giants organization brings everybody back. It's it's bizarre. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Dennis Allen. Uh, I mean the, f- the fact that he just threw his players under the bus, you know, like, like it, it, it's obvious to me that Jameis is probably on his way out. He's like, I don't want to, I'm not going to play with Derek Carr here that I'm never going to play. So I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Like maybe I'll back up Aaron Rodgers, who's going to, you know, tear his Achilles week two next year. But um, I, I have no problem with them going for it. Like again, like Ar- Arthur Smith is such a hateable coach in the NFL and it's not even from like fantasy players who like they have so many assets like it's just like you're with how many more draft picks do you need to draft in the top 10 offensively and not use them like you draft Kyle Pitts you don't use them you draft B. John Robinson you don't use them you draft Jake London you don't like I don't under I, so like the fact that I got to see him throw a temper tantrum at the end of the game I loved it I hated that uh you know Dennis Allen threw his players under the bus but at the same time like everyone's rallying around Jameis here being like, yeah, like good for you. Like it, it makes Jameis seem like the the coach on the team. So, you know, maybe that's something New Orleans really needs to look at the fact that, you know, their players can't listen to a simple instruction of taking a. Uh, Ian Rappaport had a comment about it. It's like, it looks like Dennis Allen's going to be back and Dennis Allen's aware that they need to, you know, look at getting younger and faster. So I think there is going to be a lot of turnover. Um, I mean, I, I think mostly they're just pairing Dennis Allen with Derek Carr. And when they see it doesn't work again this year, they'll both be out next year. Um, that is also another sneaky team that Ben Johnson could go to um, is the Falcons. Uh, I think that owner is pretty okay. Like he's not the best, uh, but I think, Historically, every coach who's gone there has said they feel the support. They feel like the organization should be better than it's been. Um, Because they're never really awful, awful. Like, they're always kind of there. Um, But that could be a place. like Because if Ben Johnson could just get a Jared Goff-level talent to Atlanta, they have, they have probably better talent than Detroit at the skill positions, maybe? I mean, obviously, Drake London's not Amon Ross State Brown, but, you know, Drake London, hopefully a healthy Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, like, he can do a lot of stuff. Kyle Rogier ran for a 1,000 yards rookie season. Like, there's weapons there. There's a lot to like about, um, you know, 
we'll see where they fall next year. But like, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be off Kyle Pitts just because like he hasn't lived up to the hype, and he's still just what twenty three years old, maybe twenty four. Like, it's very young for a tight end. Tight ends don't usually break out till they're like twenty six, twenty seven. So like the Matt Laporta and stuff this year is like big for him. He supposedly doesn't like his knee is so messed up, and this is probably why his numbers are also down. His knee was so messed up this year. He probably shouldn't have played, but like I think it was some crazy percentage, like eighty. It was like over eighty percent of his routes he broke either left or right. Like he only went one direction. Um. Which I'm sure defensive coordinators can figure out pretty quickly, but like I think that's how bad his knee was. Like it's like he probably should have sat out this year. Um, so I'm sure they'll be like, oh, they did a cleanup on his knee, and then he he'll probably never be the guy he thought he was going to be, but he should be better next year. All right, was there anything else you want to talk about before I uh, slow down the podcast with my stuff? No, nah, let's go for it. Hey guys, it's uh, Eamon. Um, This is a warning for the next 30 minutes of this podcast. I do um, give my opinions about Aaron Rodgers and his uh, his dangerous speculation slash joke, which doesn't have any structure to the joke. Uh, I get into it. Um, So if you don't want to hear me, talk about that skip over it it also comes up again passively a couple other times just because he's such a hypocrite and it's hard to talk about uh stuff without it popping up um so yeah skip ahead 30 minutes from now um i'm also we recorded this podcast on monday uh it is now wednesday and pat mac he did one more appearance and pat mackie now announced he's done for the season um and i if you want to like Pat McAfee, I would say encourage you to listen to that clip because it's uh, about as strong of a dismissal of Aaron Rodgers as he'll ever do because that's not how Pat McAfee rolls. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Okay. Um, for people who've been long-time listeners, uh they know I've always had an issue with Aaron Rodgers. Not always, because I actually liked the guy, his first like Super Bowl run and for a little while. And then, you know, he got very weird with the media. And like he wouldn't do interviews with most media that had ever said one bad word about the guy. And, you know, I think a lot of people pretended that like he was above the sports debate culture. Um which is fine. I would have no problem if that's what somebody's thing was. But that's clearly not what it was. He just can't handle the most mild criticisms in the world. Um, so, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, who doesn't live in the sports world, or I don't, I don't live in, but like it's one of my things. Um, Aaron Rodgers, after years of... Uh, COVID conspiracy stuff, like just being wrong, saying I have a notebook of like research I've done. Um, and, you know, I'm allergic to something in the COVID vaccine. 
which apparently is a lie, right? Like, because he doesn't, he hasn't brought it up since he first lied about it. Um, or said, I mean, first time he said it, I don't mean to say that was a lie, but it was a lie. Um, so now he has this weekly appearance of Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee got picked up by ESPN. And, uh, you know, he's still doing conspiracy theory stuff. Um, and it's like, it's bad. Like it's, it's fucking dangerous. It is, uh, you know, again, I just curse, but like, I will go back and put the type codes. This is not for all audiences. I'm going to get pretty vitriolic here. Um, like this conspiracy bullshit is, is really fucking dangerous. Um, we're living in a time where misinformation is is like like making people crazy. Like there was a video released this weekend from uh somebody's January sixth cell phone, like the 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 people rushing the Capitol, and it shows like it's it's a one minute clip, and they're like they're talking to the security and they're like, just let us through. You'll still get your paycheck. If we go through, just let us through. And then like, it's like, we're not, we're not going to hurt anybody within 15 seconds. That person changed their tone of voice and went, you fucking pedophiles. We're going to fucking kill you. We're going to fucking kill all you. We know what you do. Like there's so many people who are so unfucking balanced that you can't fucking throw around shit like that. And Mr. I read and I know shit. If you knew anything about history of any of this shit, all conspiracy theorists for the last three or 400 years, you can track it back. People who believed in conspiracy theories three, 400 years ago, always called people who called them out as pedophiles. You can't go onto your fucking show and call somebody a pedophile. Guess what? Jimmy Kimmel will get a bunch of death threats. They're going to call into his studio. And threatening that there's a bomb in there. All the people who go see his show are going to have to go through extra levels of fucking security. Because you don't even know how to fucking write a joke. Because it's not a joke. You gleefully, you monster motherfucker, gleefully enjoyed the concept of somebody who made fun of you for being a fucking nimrod. You, you took glee by saying he's a pedophile. Because that's not a joke. You just said he was a fucking pedophile. Like, you fucking monster got off on the idea of those fucking girls being fucking tortured. Like, I don't care. I don't know who's on that list. And also, it's not a list. Like, as somebody who's... That's the big thing. Like, this is why I'm young. I spend my time working in the last 15 years of my life telling people stories who've been victims of fucking crimes. It is so monstrous and inappropriate for you to fucking get gleeful on ESPN talking about this list because you fucking can't stop listening to Joe Rogan. You fucking dipshit. Like, this isn't a joke. If there was 14-year-old girls getting on there being forced to do all this shit, then you shouldn't be fucking gleeful to it. If you fucking care about kids, why don't you talk about how the fucking we had this whole provision during the pandemic where families would get $300 per fucking kid and it cut child poverty in half. You can go on ESPN and fucking say that. That would fucking make an impact on kids. But you don't care about that. You just want fucking people to hurt. Because you're so empty and useless in fucking side. 
you're fucking garbage, man. Like, I've done documentaries on fucking prostitution and people going to the sex trade. It's fucked up. It's wrong. And, like, I'm not going to do it because it's one more year or two more years of fucking Aaron Rodgers, and I don't really want to have a fucking debate about this shit. But I'm definitely not fucking drafting him next year. And if if he was 33, I would definitely be fucking arguing for no bad dudes list. He's a fucking scumbag. And he's, you know, he's been doing this for so long. And they're, you know, this is going to fucking ruin your jet season again next year. Like, this is, there is no better metaphor than you sold your soul to the devil. And you ain't even going to get a fucking thing that matters. You're not making the playoffs with this. Like, there's just going to be this nonsense. Like, and also, like, I didn't realize this. I don't know if you saw this, but he got the uh, Jets Courage Award or some bullshit. It's named after Dennis Bird. Um, and, like, and basically, this is what I found out in the article. He was He was just spending his time in California and he just flew in for the games. So all he was doing was flying in to be on TV for three hours for the commentators to talk to about him. So that all that bullshit with like, oh, he's helping with a game plan or he's doing this. He wasn't doing that. He was sitting at home fucking listening to Joe Rogan. He was like that bullshit with the earpiece and like the chatter. Like that's nothing. He was he wasn't involved. He's a fucking He's fucking garbage. Like, I, 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 I just I can't I can't watch people gleefully enjoy the idea of that shit. Like, whoever is going to be found out on, go ahead and fucking prosecute them. But like, don't just because like somebody called you a fucking Nimrod. Like, Jesus Christ, how soft do you have to be that like when you come up with conspiracy theories, you can't handle it. Um, I'm sorry, but it just just bothers me when people do that like and, and i have a sense of humor i love fucking stand-up comedy i don't like i if you have a joke have a joke but that wasn't what he did and uh i don't know it is that is that's what i'll say for now um yeah did you did you see his quote today oh no what he said today aaron Rodgers says the jets need to flush the bs in 2024 Suggesting the culture needs work. <laughs> As we're going through that, that's all I'm thinking about. Is like, I was like, oh, I gotta pull up this quote, like from Rich Samini. And then I mean, uh, they asked him about Jimmy Kimmel, and he was like, "I'm not gonna comment on it. You can." Uh, and then he plugged the Pat McAfee show, which, like, I, I I've never really listened to the Pat McAfee show, but like, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it when it was like YouTube and that stuff. Now that's on ESPN and now he's crying like a little bitch. Like, bro, like stop. Just stop. Yeah, I got in I got into that show first out of the pandemic, like when we were first all sent home and there was like literally nothing. Because it is it can be funny. It like you can do it like you can watch that show for like six months and then everything's just like redundant and like it's the same jokes. And they've always kind of like wanted the bro culture and like referenced what they would typically do is like would they would reference a conspiracy theory and move off it pretty quickly um 
But now I think they're leaning that. I mean, like Pat McAfee has never finished a broadcast contract. Like even his his alleged dream job of working for like professional wrestling, he left that early. Um, I think the reason he took this contract was so he didn't have to pay for his for the NFL rights. Uh, because I think he had to pay like tens of millions of dollars last year to do that for his YouTube show, and he's like, so, so now he's purposely trying to get fired. I mean, that's that's the format of ESPN. You purposely get fired at a certain point, and then you have your ninety days don't compete, and then you you go on to your next contract. That's Howard did that. Uh, Dan Lebertard did that. Like they all did it like almost to the day three months before their contract did. It's like it's it's pretty straightforward. Um. Oh, the one I don't I don't like Stephen A. Smith. Like I don't listen to him, but like that's why like I appreciate him. Like he's he is ESPN to thick and thin. Yeah. He's like, I'm here. I do want to go back to one more thing about Aaron Rodgers because I just remembered it. Um and Nick Wright talked about it and I the problem is like Nick Wright said like ninety-eight percent right, but he brought up the term alpha bet mafia that is specifically referencing the lgbtq plus community um now nick wright says he doesn't think aaron Rodgers knows what that means i think that's been the biggest thing we've always done with aaron Rodgers is we give him the best benefit of doubt instead of going like no you you may not listen to Joe Rogan, but you should be very aware of the dangerous shit that that guy says all the time. And he's as obsessed with trans people as there are. That's going to be something Aaron Rodgers starts talking about more frequently. He knows what that is. He, in his heart, do I think if the, if he didn't hear it on Joe Rogan, he would start attacking those people? No, I don't think so. But he's also not smart enough to realize when he hears that type of hate, and that type of attack, he should be very self-aware of anything that the next thing that person says. Because those people who are filled with that type of hate because of whatever reason are dangerous. And we're in a very dangerous time. And it's 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 so upsetting and so scary. And like, I don't know, like my, my nephew is starting to the football. And like, you know he's young and like what happens when you start like you know i i was obsessed with sports as a kid like i loved going every day and looking at bernie williams at bats and like looking at alan Houston's like shooting percentage like night and night day so like i was constantly googling i was constantly going to espn and now there's this shit that's there like and like i'm not pretending that like oh we should pretend stuff doesn't exist like for kids like whatever like all this stuff does exist but like the hate doesn't have to be there and like you can't you can't cover sports without referencing what Aaron Rodgers is doing like that's how uh much of a tumor he's become to the sports world and like we can't we can't pretend like you know and like again i said it way back when like Kyrie is a flawed person or whatever, but you know, I can at least somewhat interpret what he is doing. Like it's very clear. Aaron Rodgers has the worst intentions with all this shit, which is 
the worst thing to happen. Like, uh, not the worst thing to happen, but it's it's that's it's worse to have bad intentions in my or to not. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but I I think Aaron Rodgers is a far greater risk than somebody like Kyrie Kyrie Irving, and I think to to lump them into the same camp is just doing us a real disservice as as a world. Um, and also like all his lies that are like provably wrong. Like he claimed, Oh, I, I made it back faster than anybody. No, you didn't. You didn't play, man. That's not, that's not an arguable fact. You didn't play just because they give you a red Jersey and let you fucking do your stretches that you would have done anyway. Doesn't mean you were, able to come back that's such a fucking lie and then your list that you went out on your pat mcafee show and said i never demanded all these players how was how alan lazard who's like got his third inactive game for a healthy scratch how is that looking and then there's all the rumors about bakhtiari and uh, aaron jones and all these other guys who are over the hill when they show up on the Jets team are you going to call all those those rumors lies it was just it was just random. The Jets were interested in those Green Bay players. Like, sure, go get Devontae Adams, who maybe has one year left, and you say it's it's this. But, like, you know, it's just lie. Everything's just a lie out of that guy. And, like, like for what? Like, just go, you know, we just, I don't know, man, like, he he makes me not I don't know. I don't even know what he makes me. I just uh speechless. Yeah, which is hard to do because I'm I am quiet, but I'm not often speechless. I have I always have thoughts and um You just lost your train of thought. Like he made you lose your train of thought. I just you know, I I yeah, I don't know like what what else is going to come? Because, like, next year he's going to be the Jets quarterback during election when he's already said, like, subtly, but he said, how did Joe Biden ever get 81 million votes campaigning from the basement? Like, like just straight-up conspiracy theory stuff. Like, that, we are going to head into a fall next year that, like, is going to be so dangerous for our country, and he's going to feed into it. And like, you know, bunch of Jets fans showing up, or bunch of people showing up in Aaron Rodgers jerseys and MAGA hats, um, started talking shit that isn't about football. Like that's going to be a very interesting, um, stadium next year. I, I, I would be careful going to the Jets games next year as long as Aaron Rodgers on the team because I think. I think it's dangerous, man. I don't. I get nervous. I I get nervous for this shit. I don't want this country to be this way. Like, just because. Oh, sorry. One more loop. This is it. I'm I'm honest. There's only like a minute nineteen. Um, just when he. Also, one of the things that happens with besides the pedophilia, one of the things that always happens with conspiracy theories, is they're often traced back to blaming some minority that doesn't have power. So like when he's 
standing up for RFK and is like, I think RFK is, I'd rather take medical advice from RFK than Dr. Fauci. It's, uh, and then you find out like RFK is spouting off anti-Semitic and anti-Asian conspiracy theories because they don't understand how data works and the numbers they're quoting about like Jewish, Israel, Jewish people in Israel and Chinese people not getting COVID as frequently as everybody else was from when they had massive lockdowns that were full lockdowns that people weren't allowed to walk the street. So obviously there was not going to be COVID. You know, again, because the COVID all, whatever conspiracy you want to listen to, it's going to go back to some minority that doesn't have power. That's it. That's how conspiracy theories work. Because it's never the rich guy. It's never Elon Musk. It's never Jeff Bezos. It's never those guys. Yeah, whatever. And like the, sorry, go ahead. The fact that he waited until like the end of the season to do all this stuff, like he didn't want to be in the spotlight for this during the season. Like he, he's gonna say all this stuff. He's gonna go on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow, and he's gonna be like, you know what? I need another darkness retreat. I need to like heal myself this way so that my part four. Okay, let's let's move on to something fun. Uh, this will be quick, relatively. We're just gonna do some NFL stuff. Um, I assume, let's say this. Why don't we rank our top three MVPs? I'm assuming we probably have the same number one. Lamar? Lamar is the MVP. Yeah. Well, who's who should be number two and number three? Um, I'm, I'm probably, like, I, I don't want to do another quarterback here but i i can't deny what, what brock Purdy's done i mean he has every offensive weapon and kyle shanahan and you know qb's done there but i, I like brock Purdy, and i can't deny uh tyree kill like what he did with to uh i mean mike mcdaniel had the leading rusher uh, not the leading rusher leading uh rushing um rushing td running back Tyreek Hill and uh, most uh, passing, uh, most total yards, I think. Um, so, like, McDaniel's there. So, like, a lot of this has to do with the coaches, but those would probably be my three. CMC, uh, a 3A, I guess. Yeah, I would probably – so, I would I would do Tyreek as probably number two. Uh, I would put CMC over Brock, but, you know, I haven't done a lot of research, but I really think – and this is the thing I hate. Like, I hate when people break the rules and you're like, you know, that's not really a good answer. But, like, CJ Stroud? Like, well, turn I, that I, organization I think, around. I know he's going to get rookie of the year, but, like. And, and D'Amico Ryans is probably going to get coach of the year, too. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I, I think I know it's not. He, even with honestly, like, I know Patrick Mahomes is more valuable than CJ Stroud. So that was, that was not fair. But, like, He's like if if there are ten people who get votes, I think CJ Stroud to be one of the ten players, um, because they have been amazing this year, all things considered. Because they were, like PFF was yelling at them because they're like, oh, you don't have enough talent to trade up to try to get Will Anderson. It's like, well, they're in the playoffs and like they have a window now and like they can attract a couple free agents, um, you know. I know Tank Dell is exciting, but like that—that that is the team. 
That is the team that you trade for Devontae Adams. You put Nico Collins and you have put Devontae Adams out there and you have CJ Stroud. That is a, that's a scary offense as long as CJ Stroud doesn't fall back. But like, that would be, that would be a good destination for Devontae Adams if he wants to try to win a championship. The good news is that there's a lot of uh, wide receivers out there in free agency. T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, um, Michael Pittman, who will probably... Wait, Terry McLaurin's a free agent? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought he signed an extension, but I guess that was a while ago. Yeah. The the earliest stuff I've heard is like how uh, Kansas City should just be targeting him. But Kansas City should be going after T. Higgins. Because I don't know if the Bengals are going to... Tag Higgins because uh, like they have Chase, so you're gonna like pay Higgins to be a top five wide receiver when you have Chase. So I don't think that's gonna happen. But Pittman will get tagged, I think. And there was one more. Um, hold on, you were looking at it today. I don't think Terry Clarence is a free agent. I'm on a uh, spot track and it says fifteen billion, fifteen million five for twenty twenty four. And fifteen point two five. Um, maybe, maybe what I saw, they were assuming he was gonna uh, get cut. Get, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I, I think in the current world with wide receivers, I'd be surprised if he got cut. He might get like traded for. Um, I'm trying to think of a team that traded a wide receiver that was good. There was some wide receiver that was traded. Oh, uh, the Amari Cooper deal, like. I would assume they would get like at least the Amari Cooper, like, you know, fourth or fifth round pick. Um, if you want to move off him. Terry McLaurin might be also be a good Texan because like if you really believe Nico is gonna be the one, Terry could go into a more natural two position. Um Yeah, yeah, and, and I think CMC kind of made that team. I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like, but it's is real the real MVP on the, the 49ers Trent Williams, but we don't want to say that aloud because we can't talk about offensive linemen. Because <laughs> that guy's crazy. I think I think Sorry. the only times they lost was when he wasn't on the field. Um, Love offensive linemen. Like I'm still my my main Jets chat, we still go like back and forth about how I wanted uh Seawall over uh Zach Wilson. And like, like bro, could have had anybody at QB. I wanted uh who was that guy? He was out of Iowa. Robert Gallery. I think I wanted Robert Gallery over Eli Manning. Um, because it's when the Giants had the the four. I was like, I didn't believe in court because like it was the height of like it wasn't the height, but it was like the beginning of when like QBs aren't that valuable. Like get them on the rookie deal and like it's all about the players around them. Um, but yeah, Robert Gallery didn't really pan out. So them trading up to go get uh. Um, Eli Manning really did pay off. Um, okay, so I I'll we'll try to go back for the next month and figure out which what team. Do you remember what teams you pick for the AFC Championship and NFC Championship? I think it was Frisco and the Seahawks, and I think it was KC and the Bengals. So two I... of those teams don't exist in the playoffs. I, I think three of my teams exist. I don't remember what my fourth team was. You I had the Ravens. I had the Ravens playing. You love the Ravens. I love the Ravens. I, I had the Ravens playing the Chiefs, but I also said I will never not pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl 
as long as this iteration of the team exists. Um, that may change in this podcast, but I, I picked KC versus Ravens. And then I ended up backdooring myself into putting Green Bay into the Super Bowl. But right now, with how everything's going, I wouldn't be out of the question. I think, who would I have picked? Did I go Minnesota or something crazy? You weren't remember. on Detroit. Might have been Minnesota. I wasn't on Detroit. I don't think I was on the Eagles. I don't think I was on the floor. I think I might have picked like Seattle and Packers and the now you had you didn't have Seattle because you had the Giants and Yeah. Um I don't, I don't know, any of us had the Cowboys. Like I, I I was thinking about this the other day when like as the Ravens are like it wasn't the other day, it was a couple weeks ago when the Ravens were about to be like the one seed. I was like, man, Eamon hit that. Um yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that that's a that's a great organization. I, you know, it's also one of those things where I could see if Harbaugh wins it, maybe he retires. Um, I don't know. Um, that's just it's a great. That's it. Uh, sorry, one last thing. Jets fans, and I, I said this with Michael Vick. Like, if Michael Vick would have signed with the Giants at the time, I probably would have not been a Giants fan anymore. You guys don't have to be Jets fans. There's YouTube TV with the Sunday ticket. You can watch all your games. Like, I know the team that I most likely would become a fan of if I if I uh, gave up my Giants would would probably be the Ravens. Just because I just I loved Ozzie Newsom and what he did. I like John Harbaugh. Um, I just and you know I just I think they're a great organization. But yeah, sorry. Um. So yeah, I, I so I will say I feel confident that I'm gonna stick with my AFC championship game for right now. No, I am sticking with that. I I, I still need to actually decide if I'm gonna pick the Chiefs over the Ravens. I, it's gonna be hard to do. How about you? Where where are you with the AFC championship game? Uh I the way the Chiefs look now, I don't I don't know. I'm definitely taking the Ravens. They they play one last game. Um, something's like this Bills team. Like they, I don't know. Like they're, they're not losing now. Like I I haven't planned out the the playoffs yet in my head. I was looking at a couple of the spreads, and I know I want to take um, the Browns spread over the Texans this week. I think the Browns are just gonna punish the Texans. Like as as good as the story it is. The Browns' defense is just too good, um, but I I I think right now I, I want to take like Bills Ravens, but I don't know if that's a possibility for the championship game. I have to look at the way the brackets work out. See, yeah, it, it Saturday will be a big game because like you know, most likely if the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, they have to beat the Dolphins this week, then Bills next week. And then the Ravens, like they don't have an easy path. Like every game is like hard uh, on some capacity. I mean, they they whooped up on the Dolphins the regular season. I think that would happen again. I think that's gonna happen. Again. I, I I think the Dolphins are just not healthy enough, um, and they're just they're not gonna I, make it. I also think two is not that QB. Like Josh Allen hasn't shown that QB to like win but like 
yeah, I, I can see the so yeah, so it would be the Chiefs then the then the Bills, right? It would be the Dolphins and the Bills. That's how it would work. So yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, the, I think I'm gonna take the Bills over uh the Chiefs. Over the Chiefs this year. So Bills Ravens. Bills Ravens, yeah. Okay. And then the AFC, the NFC, what do you have? Uh Niners coming out of it. And uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Niners Detroit. Again, I don't think that can happen in the because Detroit's oh no, Detroit won the division. So yeah, that can happen because they won't meet each other in the second round. Yeah, I think Detroit Detroit's the three. Yeah. So, so as they long can't as meet the, each other. Yeah. Um I think I mean I'm just gonna ride it a little bit. Like I'm gonna put the Packers in the NFC championship game anyway. Um I would love them to beat the pack or the beat the Cowboys. That'd be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. Um, and then they would probably play the Niners. So I wouldn't pick the Niners there. I'll go. I'll go. Packers. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Packers Lions. Good old NFC North battle. Um. Who's playing the Bucks this week? Who's got that easy? The season? Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Philly that's that's a Detroit's got them beat. Yeah. Um. I mean, if Philly can get healthy again in two weeks, I I think they're like fine, not fine, but um, I I don't think what this last month is as dire as everybody's making out to be, but. I think like the I think that Giants game like the injuries just hit so quickly it was just like what we we should pull it up. Um, not that I actually think they'll go anywhere in the playoffs. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I I think I I'm hoping for the NFC North battle and the uh, NFC Championship. Um, I would like. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for the Lions because I like Jared Goff because he was one of my guys way back when. Um, and I think that'd be a great story. So. I'll I'll change it to the Lions making it to the Super Bowl and cuz I I don't know if I have a justified reason other than I just want Jordan Love to make it to the NFC Championship game to pick them over the 49ers but that's what I'll do. Um before we do our Super Bowl picks and and stuff like that I want to talk about one more thing cuz I feel I'll forget about this. I I've like the Trevor Lawrence thing is he going to be great or is he just going to be pretty good? Cause like I was watching that on my phone around my, I was on a walk with my son and like, I remember looking at it. Cause like he was like over a yard out for anybody who doesn't know the end of the Jacksonville season, like with three minutes left, he tried he's they're on the one yard line, like in like kind of on the outside along one yard line. So it was like a long one and it was fourth and goal. And he just he tries to do that move where you reach over your offensive line, which like usually if you're like 18 inches away from scoring, you might be able to get that over the goal line, but nobody ever gets it from like outside the one yard line. And he tried that, and I'm like, he's just he doesn't have a feel for the game, is the is my sense of him. Like, as talented as his arm is. He's just, he doesn't have that, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, he's a gamer, like, 
Patrick Mahomes like openly admitted he didn't understand coverage for the first two years of the league. So like he could just tell when guys were going to be open, like looking at them on the field. And like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has any of that. I don't think he has a sense of any of that. I think he's got an amazing arm and he's really athletic and he probably understands the offense, but like just things like that is weird. I I think I would judge him more on before the last three or four weeks because he had like three season-ending injuries like back to back to back the last three weeks of the season. Like it was his ankle, it was his shoulder, he had a concussion, right? Like he just had like the last couple weeks I'm not going to judge against him, but I will judge against him the fact that like over a total season of work this year, like I don't – I didn't see any progression when he was healthy. Like when Christian Kirk was healthy, like he was your guy last year. Kirk was, you know, he could hit him, but like, I don't know. He had Kirk, Ingram, Calvin Ridley, who, again, 30 year old receiver is going to have his ups and downs. Travis Etienne, he had a lot of weapons, and I, I didn't see a lot of offense coming out of that team. And um, yeah, they were so one of the that, top that, five talents. They were like, one of the top and, five, and, and that division was not hard. Like, like it, it wasn't an easy division, but it wasn't a hard division either. Like, the Colts lost Anthony Richardson. You're playing against Gardner Minshew. Like, you, you gave up on Gardner Minshew. You, you should already think that you know you're better than Gardner Minshew. You know the, the, the Titans gave up on Ryan Tannehill. Like, Derrick Henry was good, but he wasn't Derrick Henry of two years ago. And like the the Texans are a nice up-and-coming team, but they weren't, you know, like, they're not this dominant force. I think the Browns are going to beat them by, like, at least two scores. It's just such a so, weird... It's just such a weird... Like, I don't want to... I never like breaking down one play about a player, but, like, I've just watched him for, like, the last two years because I've had different parts of his teams, and, like, he's just off a little bit, and I... And it really just feels like he just doesn't have a feel for situational football um because like you should know you can't do that and apparently what happened was he broke the play like it was a run to the outside so you didn't even get the offensive line to push in so you could even get further like because the guard uh, brian baldinger was the first person to show it because he he pulled it up and put it on uh twitter right away he's like i don't think that was the play because the the guard is pulling out to the outside like if I'm running QB sneak, I I wouldn't have the guard pull out. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, yes, Trevor Lawrence is a top twelve quarterback. I just it just feels like he has this weird like glitch or something. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna put the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I'll put the Lions in the Super Bowl. Which I think did you say that also or no? You had the 49ers. Um, uh yeah, so I'm gonna keep the. Uh, I had 49ers Bengals. I'm gonna keep the 49ers, and I'm just gonna ride this Bills train. I don't know. There's something about it. I know people don't love them. They don't love Josh Allen, but one, I don't want to see another. Like I know it was a little while ago, but I don't want to see another 49ers uh, Ravens Super Bowl. Like, I'm just let me see something new. And uh, Josh Allen's my guy. You know, he's my guy in the league. He's he's been my guy. So. I'll root for Josh Allen, you know? I mean, the last time the 49ers, the Ravens got together, they 
blew out the lights. Wasn't Atlanta, right? Yeah. No, that was that was New Orleans. Oh, it was for anybody who doesn't remember, in two thousand, the fifth, the fifth oldest NFL stadium. Is that is that true? Yeah. Um, it's it's okay. Couple of stadium things because we'll also do this, but um, it's weird when you when you're at the A's where you're like, there was a stadium built like. You know, when you were ten years old or older, and now everybody's like, "Oh, that stadium's too old." What? I'm not supposed. To... Building shouldn't have a shorter lifespan than me. What is that? Um, and more, my thing I'm more perturbed about because I think this really does bother me is that like, and this is again, it's the same stadium, it's the Washington Stadium. I don't know what anybody did like after 1985. Every stadium should have like very easy access for carts to come on and off the field for injured players. Like Kansas City, they have a fairly old stadium, but like when like Mahomes like hurt his ankle last year or two years ago, like he had to walk there and walk down ste- steps with a bad ankle. Um, and like the Redskins also have, or sorry, the Commanders, <laughs> the command. Well. It, yeah, the commanders um, also have a situation where they can't drive like medical carts on and off the field easily. Like, there should be no stadium built like that. Also, one other stadium thing that it's a pet peeve. I think the Dolphins are the worst defenders of this. There should be at least ten yards after that, like white line after the end zone of space. Because there's so many times when you watch a Dolphins game and like Tyree Kill trying to tiptoe to to make a catch, but then still ends up hitting the wall. And you're like, why are you risking your biggest player? Like to have like one extra row of seats. Guess what? If you get rid of that one row of seats, if you just change the prices, one seat, one row back, you're still making all the same money. Like stop getting, stop risking your players' lives. Like they're what's going to make you money. Sorry. That's a rant. Um, okay. And then, do you have the Bills winning the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I'm gonna root. If my prediction comes true, I'm gonna root for the Bills. But um, my Super Bowl uh, tradition is that I wear the jersey of the team that's gonna win, and it's still undefeated. And I, I would wind up wearing a 49ers jersey at that point because I, I would pick the 49ers. I, they're too good. Okay, I'll I'll take uh, the Ravens in the Super Bowl if they make it there and they face the Lions. That's would be. Um, and you you have uh, D'Amico Ryan's is the coach of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anybody else that's justifiable? Let's see who are the other candidates? Uh, uh, Stefanski from the Browns. Uh, Harbaugh. Who's the other guy? I mean, Harbaugh is not going to get credit, but he definitely should get it. I mean, if you didn't know fantasy, do you think? How many people who don't play fantasy know anybody on that offense besides Lamar Jackson? I guess yeah, people technically don't know Obj, especially with their like J.K. Dobbins hurt and Mark Andrews, you know, probably down for the season. Uh, we'll see if he comes back. Uh, I mean, Shanahan deserves a little, a little love. Uh, McVeigh, but like again, like that team just won the Super Bowl, so like making the playoffs. Uh, what are they? Nine and eight, ten and seven, ten and seven. Like I, I think there's a lot of uh, 
praise to be going on there, especially with Matthew Stafford, who should get some MVP votes, but um, not exactly like Coach of the Year stuff over there. Um, Dan Campbell probably deserves a couple of votes, and especially oh Campbell, won. Campbell's the other one, yeah. Yeah, if he would have won last week, I think it would have would be easier to vote for him. And also, let's end it one more time on an attack on Aaron Rodgers. Because the coach didn't know how to coach anybody and who gave uh Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy. Uh he got his team to the two seed. His quarterback was has the most touch down passes this year. Um maybe if you would have listened to Mike McCarthy instead of like being antagonized your entire life, you might have got to more Super Bowls than Trent Dilfer or Jeff Hostetler. All right. Let's, Shout out let's, to Dak for going under 10 interceptions this year, like you said he would. Yeah, I I mean, like, Dak's a pretty good player. Mike McCarthy was a great coach. I think I hated that whole thing where everybody pretended Mike McCarthy was a dumb coach. And then, like, and then uh, the guy who went to the Chargers, uh, what was his name? The old Boise State quarterback. Oh, what's that guy's name? Whatever. Uh, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, the, the the Cowboys offense is going to be awful. The Chargers offense is going to be great. That Chargers offense, when healthy, was still bad this year. Like, it was still bad. Um, I just, it just bothers me, like, sometimes when, like, people have to, like, attribute, like, only one person with success instead of going, like, no, Mike McCarthy has been a pretty good coach on every level at every point in time. But um, Michael Flores is going to beat him this week with your prediction, right? I hope. Uh, Matt, Matt Lafleur, Michael. I forget Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Mike. Mike is the. He went to the Jets. Offen- yeah, he's the offensive coordinator on the Rams right now, who had a pretty good offensive season. So I don't, you know, like we want to blame these offensive coordinators all the time, but you know, they do well everywhere else. Schottenheimer, Lafleur. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, the Giants might also have a bad organization, but I think it's just the Jets has. I still. We'll end this podcast soon. Yeah, I am still next time. <laughs> I am still blown away with the the Adam Gase story of uh, they hired him, but they told him who his coaching staff was. Oh, we didn't even get to Tepper. Okay, we'll do that with Ray. Um, but the you idea can... that like, what was that guy's name? Who was that defensive coordinator? Guy oh, from, uh, uh, Greg Williams. Bounty? Yeah. You hire you hire this coach. You supposedly believe in him, and you're like, "We're gonna give you one of the biggest scumbags in re- recent NFL history." And you don't have really a choice. And guess what? We've told him you, you you don't like him and you don't want him. So it's gonna be an antagonistic relationship. And like, if there's a game that's close at the end, he's just gonna call man. And then if the guy gets beat, you lose the game and you lose your job. Like. I know everybody hated Adam Gase or whatever, and I I didn't follow day to day, but that story just tells me bad organization, and I I don't think you can fix it, and that's that's where they're at right now because they're just doing stuff at the whim of Aaron Rodgers, keeping people that they probably won't, signing players that you don't want to sign. Now Dalvin Cook, I mean that Dalvin Cook seven million dollars is like that's pretty regrettable. Could could have paid a backup, a real backup quarterback. It is Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco didn't you know play till week ten. Although I would I would not have if Joe Flacco was keeping the Jets this year. 
I would have went ballistic. Like, there's no way Joe Flacco does this on the Jets. There's 0% chance. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Another time. I mean, it would, it would be like, yeah, whatever. We can talk about it another time. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Um, in the offseason, our podcasts aren't time relevant. So, like, we'll probably go longer and you can pick it up and get a break and be like, God, stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. Jamie. There's no value here. Um, this is a, a personal project, so I will do as I say um, or do as I think. I don't know. Uh, what, stop do what you want. Take yeah. what you want. <laughs> as Tiki Barber would say to an intern at uh, CBS. Um, let's let's call, clo- close it out there. Uh, thank you, Henry, for listening to me. Thank you guys for the league. This was, in my opinion, the best year of the league. I think this was the closest to what I imagined would be where teams are genuinely trying to stack their rosters. And I really believe you know, most of the, the, I believe all the playoff teams had studs everywhere. There wasn't a lot of like waiver wire pickups and starts. So that makes me happy. That means, and that means other teams now have a chance to really come in strong next year. So there'll be more roster to, or more turnover in the playoffs, which is exciting always. Um, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's the new year. Be safe, be healthy. Uh, as always, tell people you love, you love them. Uh, because you don't know when that's not going to be available. Um, you know, go enjoy experiences. Go be silly and dumb. Um, I'm gonna say that more and more as I have a kid because I realize I do so many silly and dumb things just to get a half smile out of them. Um, it's it's great. Just go do that. Uh, and we'll talk to you next month. Guys, enjoy enjoy the playoffs. Peace out.